With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment. And in the sport of boxing, our guest is one of the best. World champion she is. In fact, she is the unified featherweight world champion. Uh, She's a world champion in seven different weight divisions. She's the only female fighter to accomplish that. The only fighter of Puerto Rican descent to win world titles in more than four weight divisions. She is known as the real deal. She's Amanda Serrano. Champ, how are you? Welcome to The Last Stand. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Uh, I'm doing great. I hope everyone else is doing great as well. Well, it's good to talk to you. Good to see you. And you know, listen, let's jump right in because uh, last time we saw you, uh, obviously, in the end of August, coming off a dominating uh, unanimous uh, decision and performance over Yamileth Mercado, who was a champion in her own right. What would you think of your performance? Um, it was. I really haven't saw it yet. Um, you know, when you're in there, you really don't know how how you're doing. But um, I, I, I really wanted the knockout. Uh, I think I could have done more to, to achieve that goal. But uh, I give myself maybe a B minus because that wasn't the best Amanda Serrano endeavoring. <laughs> well, listen, listen, Mercado was tough. She, obviously, yes. she was coming up in weight. Um, but you talked about getting a knockout, and I think you and Jake Paul even had a little side bet on who was going to have the better <laughs> knockout of the night. Well, were you disappointed you didn't get a stoppage? Um, you know what uh, Mercado did? She, um, she, I guess, listened to her corner and she did her job. Um, she didn't want to engage with me. I thought that was the whole um, plan that we was, we was going to engage in that fight. And um, she changed it up. So, I mean, you know, it was a great performance. I was glad that it was on Showtime pay-per-view. The commentators get to, um, they were able to say things about me. And, and the fans were able to see uh, that I can box, I can fight, I can do whatever I choose to do in that ring. So. And, and was it uh, good for the sport, especially for female boxing, in your opinion? I believe so. I believe it, um, it gave females uh, a lot of attention. Uh, we, they saw that we can fight. We can put on a show uh, with my outfit, with the shoes. I think my sneakers alone got um, its own <laughs> spotlight. But it was it was an amazing, uh, amazing night, you know, after that. Just, I was taking so many pictures, and I don't, I don't think it was – it was people over the age of 25. They were all young kids asking for my pictures, saying how I, um, how they idolized me, how they admired me. And it was just a different, um, different viewership. And it was so cool to see 
to see all those young faces actually um, seeing a different side of, of boxing. Women can fight. And I was just glad that I was able to put on a show like that with Mercado. We put on a hell of a, a hell of a show. And I hope that they can keep coming back for female boxing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it seemed like the, the only downside that was written was your trainer. And I want to read what Ring Magazine wrote. Ring Magazine wrote, Jordan uh, Maldonado actions after the fight were, quote, appalling. Uh, calling Mercado Serrano's opponent trash, a coward, a pendeja. Uh, Mercado also said once the fight was over, Maldonado came to her corner, called her trainer a gay slur in Spanish, and called her garbage. Uh, what did you think about your trainer's then his actions? Did did they go too far? When you're in there, I, I don't I don't know. I wasn't. Um, I, I really, you know, it was all it was all untrue. I know Jordan, and I know what he's. I know him as a person. He has nothing against Mercado. I think he has, when there's men involved, he has nothing to do with, with women. He was addressing her corner. But I, I, like I told you, I haven't seen the fight. I haven't heard what, what was said. And I know it wasn't towards um, Yamilet. You know, he wanted Yamilet. He wanted a Mexican fighter because he knows Mexicans bring on a great show. That whole Puerto Rico-Mexican rivalry, you know, it's, it brings the best in, in shows and in fights. So that's why he wanted a Mexican. You know, we love Mexican. Actually, I was like, oh, man, a Mexican. You have to, to fight a Mexican. You have to be mentally and, and and physically prepared to go in there with a Mexican. But he was like, nope, we're fighting. A, it's on Showtime. We're fighting a Mexican. So, you know, I don't know what happened. I know it, was, it wasn't even towards Yamilet. Because Yamilet, this was a new corner for, for Yamilet. And it was the whole, it's been years of years of that corner um, disrespecting me outside of it. So a lot of people really don't realize what happened. I still don't, don't still don't know. Jordan is still going to be my trainer no matter what. And um, he's still going to be by my side, training me, managing me. So, you know, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, yeah, got it. Um, so you, you trained alongside Jake Paul. And I guess the first question is, after the performance you saw against Tyron Woodley, everybody is wondering, in your opinion, because you train with him, you're one of the best, can Jake Paul beat a professional fighter? I, I definitely believe so. Um, Jake Paul showed that he's a professional fighter. He's a, he, he, he became a, a professional fighter that night. You know, Jake Paul doesn't have any amateur experience. He, he only had the one amateur fight, and he's learning on the job, and he's going up against... Tyrone Woodley, who was a champion, a multiple-time champion in the UFC. I know MMA is it's a different sport than, than boxing, but he has that fighter's mindset. And he went out there and he proved that he can go in there with, with a fighter. I think he still has time to grow. You know, this was like his first test. And I think he he answered the, the questions. And he's going to go back into the gym and he's going to realize that I – he he went in there and he needs to fix on certain things, but I think he definitely uh, going forward he he's, he's proven that he can be a professional fighter. And, and do you see because you know obviously you've been training alongside him? Do you see that this is something uh, that will continue on as far as his fighting career, or is I this something he, just another year, or is this something we're going to see Jake Paul here for a number of years like yourself in the ring? No, I think so because he has a lot to prove now. Now he can't just start something. He has to finish it. So I, I think um, he definitely is going to continue, you know, training along, alongside him. 
he surrounded himself with with great people, with boxing people, with people in the sport, and he, you know, he's getting feedback from a lot of people, you know, negative or positive. He, but he wants to prove everyone wrong. So I think he's here for the long run. Hmm. Now, Christy Martin has the record: thirty-two knockouts uh, before she she retired. Uh, you're two knockouts away uh, from tying that, three from breaking that record. Is that a record that Amanda Serrano will break? Of course, of course. You know, men, records are meant to be broken, and I'm def- that's one of them that uh, I have to break. So, yes, that's definitely um, one of the goals. And, you know, uh, Christy Martin, she started, the, she was one of the pioneers in the sport. She helped all of us out and um, love her to death, but... Sorry, Christy, that record's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to Jake Paul. You know, it was reported that after the fight that Jake Paul gave a million dollars of his purse to some of the fighters on the card. And in the story, it says that he reportedly gave you $500,000 as a bonus. Is that true? He gave us some. I mean, not, not, <laughs> not He gave some, but... um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jake Paul, he definitely, um, even in the beginning, he um, he took a pay cut so everyone else on the card can't get paid well. And that's, you know, if you like him or don't, you have to to um, appreciate that. As a fighter, as a female fighter at that, you know, we don't get too many opportunities where, where we fight on Showtime pay-per-view, where we have a, a great platform and where we make money. And, you know, he's, he's, he sees that. And he's a great advocate for, for female in, in sports. And, and I really appreciate that. And, and I, I'm hoping to um, continue to work with him and his team. But, but the, the, as he, you know, I get, I, obviously his team put out there that he had given you a $500,000 bonus. I, I assume that was, uh, let's say, exaggerated. Uh, <laughs> I mean, unless they're gonna give give me the rest a little later, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> gotcha. Um, uh, after uh, Katie Taylor is another uh, great fighter who uh, just got a win over Jennifer Hahn. After her win, her promoter Eddie Hearn said the only fight that needs to happen is Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Do you believe? that you two will fight by the end of the year or at the beginning of 2022? Well, I agree 100% with Eddie Hearns. This fight needs to be made, but I don't think it will be the end of this year. Um, I Like I've said multiple times, my goal is to become undisputed champion at uh, Featherweight. It's been a really long road and hard road to get those other champions. You know, I'm halfway there, but if, if things may have changed, I, I might... If that, that route doesn't go, then we're going to try to get a fight um, by the end of this year, maybe December, at 135, 130, 135. So leading up to the Katie Taylor fight, and hopefully early next year we can get the, the, the Katie Taylor fight. So I'm excited. I'm pumped. I really, that's the fight that everybody wants to see, including me and my team, you know. And, um, and the money definitely has gotten up, the respect and Definitely, we achieved that 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 goal of getting the respect from Eddie, and I can't wait till that fight comes. Now, now you and Katie were supposed to fight. I think it was in August of 2020. Uh, May, COVID, May, 2020. May, yeah. Then all of a sudden, you have COVID. Uh, was reported 
um, that was one of the reasons. They also said Amanda Serrano pulled out of the fight because of financial reasons. So this is the last stand. Give us the scoop. What really went down? Well, okay, the whole thing, the whole COVID thing was understand. We had um, we had a set, you know, people don't understand that it went back from the Heather Hardy fight. We had to sign a contract that they two days before the Heather Hardy fight, saying that we had to fight um, Katie Taylor X amount. We had to sign a contract right now to fight Katie Taylor for an X amount or for 150, 150K. Or the Heather, Heather Hardy fight is not going to happen. And that's two days before. You know, we've trained our butts off. We we've, uh, we had everything. We did the open workout, everything. And I'm like, uh, so we was like, you know, we signed the contract so we can fight the fight Heather. And um, then I fought in uh, Miami uh, in January. And then uh, Eddie Hearns approached the team and said, listen, if we take it to Manchester, uh, we can we can give you a little more money. So we said, why not? It's the same girl. So, okay, let's do it. And then the whole COVID came and then the fight was postponed. I never got a phone call from anyone, not even from my promoter at the time. I found out on Twitter. <laughs> so wow. I was like, oh, okay, that sucks. So it was postponed to 4th of July, July 4th. I was like, okay. So we stood in the gym. You know, at this at this time, I had higher nutritionists because I'm a, I'm a legitimate a featherweight. So I had to, you know, make sure I wanted to be strong for, for Katie because Katie is a strong fighter at 135. So I, I hired nutritionists, trainers. I was going back and forth to Staten Island for sparring. I had hired sparring partners. So we were still training, still training. And then the July 4th, once again, through Twitter, I found out that the fight was canceled with no date in mind. So it was like, what happened? So it was like, you know, whatever. Then it came back. That said, oh, since there's no seats in the and uh, no crowd in the stadium, we want to cut the price in 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 half. They wanted to give us the original um, thing. And I was like, and we still have to go to Manchester. And Manchester, they took they take out twenty five thousand off the back. Wow. And it's for undisputed championship. So I have to pay. Each um, organization, their their pay. It was just, it was just a crazy amount at the time of COVID. I was like, you know what? This fight is gonna happen no matter what. People are gonna want to continue to see this fight. And I said it's gonna happen one day, and I, and we're gonna get a bigger pay. And look, today they Eddie Hearn understood. We went a different route. We wanted to become on this British champion. We established ourselves as, as um, you know, as as a real real champion, going out getting two belts and. So now the, the, the offers is a lot, I'm telling you, a lot better than what I was offered the first time. And I'm super glad. People call me crazy. People call my team stupid, crazy. I'm scared of um, Katie Taylor. No, the only thing I was afraid of was the dollar amount. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, I came into the sport of boxing to fight. I'm not going to pick and choose who I'm going to fight. You know, this is fighting. It's what we do. If I would have chosen another sport, if I was afraid to fight. But, you know, Katie Taylor is a hell of a, a champion. And why not? If you want to be the best, you have to fight the best. And I'm super, super pumped and excited for this fight. And we hope in 2022 that fight comes along. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, then what do you say to, and I was, I was reading up on some of the articles that they had written about you, Amanda. Uh, what do you say to those who have written, Amanda, it says, Amanda Serrano, more concerned about collecting vacant belts in, in, in getting, uh, instead of getting big fights to enhance her legacy? What's your response to that? Okay, now there's a story about vacant belts. 
you know, if you look back at all these vacant belts, these these um ch- these belts had champions in those weight in those weight classes. You know, I am the WBO super champion, so I was able to with that I'm able to um, challenge any any um, champion in the organizations. They all were champions in those organizations. You know, the it went to purse a couple of them. It went to purse bid, and the girls. I'm not saying you know the girls were afraid. They girls want to get paid for for fighting me. I understand that. So the the purse bids they were giving them practically nothing. And I understand that. So they said that they'd rather vacate it than to, than to fight me. So <laughs> what, what am I going to do? I'm saying, oh, no, then forget it. I, I'm getting the opportunity to fight for a title. I want to fight the champion in that, ti- in that division. But I, I never got the opportunity because they vacated. So that's the story. To- and, and, and listen, this, is, it, it, this may be only my perception, but it seemed like, uh, I would say maybe a good three fights ago, Katie Taylor was on, on the, really on the rise. But if you look at the last three fights, it's like, whoa, she's been tested uh, a lot in her fights where if you've been dominating your opponents, it, it almost seems like now's the right time to get her. Do you see that as well? And do you see it when you two fighting a dominating performance by Amanda Serrano? I mean that fight is always was always going to be a great time to to fight each other. You know, uh, we want to consider ourselves the best, so we have to fight each other. But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, she hasn't fought anyone like me. I mean, I understand. I'm a I'm, I'm a little girl. It's one feather weight, but my power goes goes with me in any weight weight division I go. And um, she's never fought someone as ferocious as me, as as forward as me, and and skilled as me, and that hits just as hard as me. So I, I'm super excited to, to see that to see that fight. Hmm. Listen, th- there are some really talented female fighters. You know, listen, Christina Hammer, uh, Jessica McCaskill, just uh, just to name a few. But they have used boxing. Uh, and then their looks and sexuality to gain a lot of attention, to get sponsorships, uh, recognition, all that kind of stuff. But champ, let's be honest, you're a very good looking woman and you. you've not gone that route. So tell me why. It's, it's not needed. I'm, that, I'm not a, a, a sexual person, I guess. I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like that, that's 